Let's go, Big Daddy. Looking good, Billy Ray. Feeling good, Lewis. Woke up this morning. It's sunny. Gotta check on my stocks. Gotta make me some money. I went into my app that's sitting on my phone. Got a lot of time because I'm stuck here at home. Buy, sell. What the hell? Because come four o'clock, I'm going to hear the bell. Gotta make me some paper so I can feel good. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. I got the money. I got those pesos. I got those pesos right here. IPOs, dividends, and options. Get rid of that stock, man. It's flopping. Roll over Roth, 401k. Get ready to invest. Make some money today. Trade clothes. Make a deal. What stock looks good? Let's spin the wheel. More money, more money, more money. Let's get this going. This is going to be good. Yeah. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. Show me the money. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. I'ma just keep getting paid. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. Here we go. I got those pesos. I got those pesos right here. More money, more money, more money. Welcome back to the BST. Big Daddy with you on a hump day. A little overcast outside. Totally bummed today because I didn't get to play my pickleball. You got to understand before I do this show. Welcome to the BST, by the way. You got to understand when I do this show, I have to, I gear up for it. I'm one of these uh, adrenaline rush kind of guys, okay? Not like some people flying around in a wingsuit, you know. They're jumping out of the airplane. Why? But I have two things in my life that are, are obsessions. One is swimming. I probably go about three, four times a week. And the other is pickleball. And I played with an elite. I was invited to play with an elite group of players from Pizza Bob's Dirty Dozen, basically. And I got invited to play. These are some of the best around in Northeast Ohio that I've played against 12 people around a dozen people who play and we play Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays from about seven till about 10 o'clock. And most of us run out of gas at nine 30, but that, you know, regardless, <laughs> anyway, we couldn't play this morning and I was bummed because normally on a day when it's going to, when there's pretty much no chance of rain or nothing, no rain at all. We play and we sit, you know, everybody, he asked, you know, who's in seven o'clock. Who's in? And everybody says, I'm in, I'm in, I'm out. And uh, this morning, of course, it was supposed to be a chance of rain, 50%, 70%, depending on where you're at. And I always call my buddy, uh, Jeff Tanchek, over at uh, 19 Action News. And he'll tell me if I'm good to go in the window that I'm looking at between 7 and 10 a.m. And he told me that I was looking good. But anyway, at 6.30, that's usually when most of us head over to play. And uh, we all had some wetness on the ground at that point. So everybody said they were out. Now I'm bummed because I'm a competitive type of guy. And these are some of the best of the best. Uh, I, I, I have a, 
I have a, a habit of nicknaming all the players. Okay, that's Pizza Bob. There's All Day Dave. Dave Hafner is a uh, a uh, captain over at the uh, Strongsville Fire Department. Now, I've always gravitated towards law enforcement. I have friends uh, from the Trevor Silence Show, friends that I made in the FBI, friends that I've made from the Cleveland Police uh, Department. I was a, uh, a volunteer for the Cops and Kids program. And... Uh, we have a player there that has become like my mentor and trainer, Rick the Ruler. He's a former, uh, re, he's a retired uh, law enforcement officer for the Cleveland Police Department. And he's the man. He's just good. He's like right there in your face all day. And he's been teaching me to get the finer points of the game to teach me if you want to be a champion and win more, these are the things you got to do. So he'll give me like book reports. Like when we play that day, he says, okay, today we're going to try to start, have no errors. As less errors as possible. And that's what I do, go out and play. And then other times he'll say, okay, see that player right there? You want to keep it out the middle. That's his wheelhouse. He will love it to sling it, okay? So there's all these people, Slingshot Chris. There's uh, Jim, but we call him Lefty. There's a Rick the Ruler. There's Carl the Demoralizer, who first was Carl Nadal because he looks and plays like Raphael Nadal from the tennis. He's just all over the place. He's like 57, but he's got the body and moves of a 20-year-old, okay? And everybody wants to kick his ass. <laughs> and that's nothing but respect for Carl because he's the best. He's like the Mike, he's like the Michael Jordan or the LeBron James of our Dirty Dozen. So everybody knows they can get a gauge on how well they're playing by playing against Carl the Demoralizer. Now, the Demoralizer, it, we, we changed it to that. I think it came from Slingshot Chris. I'm getting to the show in a minute, okay? Lots of stuff to talk about. We got Bart Slack coming up at 1230, our financial analyst. Big things going on with Tesla. Got an earnings report coming up. We'll check in on all our coronavirus stocks for the week. Uh, lots, lots of good stuff. Talk about IPOs and why people, other people get to pick it in carcass before I do. But anyway, so his name was Carl Nadal first for Rafael Nadal, but then uh, Slingshot Chris had a sh- name the shot that Carl the Demoralizer does called the Demoralizer. And it's kind of a drop. If you know anything about pickleball, you, you have to learn how to dink and drop. And when Carl drops a dink on you, it's over before you even react. It's that quick. But pop, and it goes right there. And by the time you go to react to try to go get it in the kitchen, done. And, and Chris Slingshot, Chris said, man, oh, the demoralizer. And it is. It's just demor. Anyway, I love these guys. I love playing. I was bummed. I couldn't play today. So here I am. But I did get some stuff done. I had some research done on some stocks I'm going to tell you about. Uh, I did extra research on that. I did some voice work for a uh, audition for a uh, uh, California University. It's in Pennsylvania. Now, don't hate me, people, Cleveland Browns fans. I, I feel dirty because it's in Pennsylvania. And I hate the Steelers, but I like money. <laughs> so, you know, that's that, the thing is, money trumps hatred, right? More money, more money, more money. So anyway, I was bummed today. I love pickleball. It's an obsession. And thank you to my main man, Rick the Ruler who has become my mentor and, and, and teaching me how to become a champion. Now, whether I get there, that's another story. But that's what I'm striving for because I, is, I am as competitive as they come. I do swimming to get away from the world for an hour. Underwater MP3 player, I get in the water, I'm like a fish, love it. And then the other thing I love is pickleball. All right, so I got an email from a person that said, Explain, you do well in talking about stock trading and being a day trader and that kind of thing. 
But for people like us, he says, who don't know anything about the stock market, can you explain the stock market briefly? So I'll try to do that for you now, okay? So think of when you go gambling at the casino, you got 21, you got craps, you got roulette, you got Texas Hold'em, you got Baccarat, slot machines, everything, okay? There's all these, and there's percentages of chance a house usually gets the more percentage of winning and taking your money than that, okay? So consider all of those. Then add in betting the, ho- the ponies, horse racing. Uh, what else? Betting the ponies. Oh, sports gambling, betting on games, all of these things. Encompass all of those into one. Playing the lottery, okay? That's what the stock market is. It is the ultimate gambling, gaming experience. There's side bets. There's come bets. There's everything. Everything you could possibly think of. And the best part is you have to guess. You have to guess Is the stocks that I'm participating in that I bought, are they going to make me money today? Are they going to lose me money today? Case in point, on Monday, I jumped back in and I bought one share. I usually only buy one share of Amazon because the damn thing is $3,000, okay? But it gets great returns. So now I buy one share of Amazon and I usually buy four shares of Tesla, That's usually my main plays because those two are my Seattle slews, okay? There's going to be times where they go down big. But for the most part, there's more times that they make you money than they lose you money. So those are my two mainstays, Tesla and Amazon, okay? And then I go to the bio stocks, which we'll get to in a moment. The bio stocks are the ones that are, uh, are the companies that are trying to race to the finish line and get FDA approval approval to start mass producing a vaccine for COVID-19, all right? There's Moderna. Moderna is M-R-N-A on the stock ticker, okay? They were doing very well when the story came out last week that said that they were going, that they were, uh, that the FDA was fast-tracking them, Okay. They wouldn't have to go to a lot of uh, regulatory stuff to get to the end, all right? So there's Moderna. So there are days where I'll buy Moderna, and if I may, and then if it has 11 or 12, uh, $12 profit share that day, a raise of about 12, 11, 12 bucks, I sell it. I have, I have a uh, alarm about 3.50 in the afternoon that will tell me, check the stock market one more time. That's why I go and look and see how my gain is or my loss is for today. And then I check my individual stocks, okay? I'm constantly doing this, all right? I'm going to show you right now. Amazon stock price. Okay, Amazon's down 33 and a half, all right? I'm losing a little bit of money, but that's okay because Amazon usually make me money, okay? Now, I'll do another one. Tesla stock price. And then I'll look at the earnings to see what it's earning. Right now, it's earning $14 a share. I buy four shares. Okay, now when that sucker gets up to like Monday, $144 a share sale, at least for me. Okay, so Amazon was big on Monday, earned almost upwards of about 200 bucks on one share. People say, why do you buy, how can you afford an Amazon? Well, because 
they give you a great return. Amazon says to you, if you pay $3,000 for one of my shares, more than likely you're going to earn money every day. Now, some days you earn 150, some days you earn 200, like on Monday. But you better believe when that happens on Monday, usually the there's a lot of smart day traders who will, just before the end of the bill at 4 o'clock, they'll sell that Amazon. If they made 200 bucks on one share, just think if they had 10 shares, they made two grand on that one share in one day. So before the bell hits at 4 o'clock, they'll sell and take their $2,000 profit because they know they can always buy it back. And in a lot of cases, they know that on Tuesday, that Amazon, that people took their profit margins by the end of stock market day on Monday because it was up 200 points or whatever. They take the stock, they take the profits. And what does that do? That drives the stock down, the price. Because a lot of people are selling the stock and not buying the stock. You buy the stock, a lot of people buy the stock, it goes up. If a whole lot of people buy the stock, it goes way up, like Tesla and Amazon. But if it goes, but if people are selling, then the price goes down. See how it works for the the person, the guy who uh, asked me about stock trading. All right. So I made 200 bucks on Amazon, one share. I sold it on Monday. Now comes Tesla. Tesla was up 144 bucks a share on Monday. 144 over what I bought it at. All right. Now. I got burned on Tesla a week or so ago because it was up 215. The next thing you know, you blinked and it was down 38 bucks, minus 38 from 215 high. And I had learned the whole thing of stop loss. But then my main man, Bart Slack, who's coming up on my financial analyst, coming up at 1230, he told me about it. And of course, my business partner, uh, financial guru and, and advisor, Bill Bender, told me about it. Set a stop loss. You don't want you want to make sure that you don't lose no more than this because it can happen so fast. Everybody, most of the people who are smart with day trading, they and and, and brokers and everything, they have a stop limit. So they already have it set in. They say if if I buy Tesla at fifteen hundred dollars a share, I only want to lose a hundred a share. Some people, some people would set it at a stop loss at fourteen fifty. That means if mo- if uh, Tesla drops to fourteen fifty, you sell it, and it, it's automatically in the system, the algorithm. And most brokers and day traders will do that. There there will be a stop limit. They know how much they want to sell. So if they if they want to, but then there's a stop limit. That one was a stop loss. If you got a stop limit, you say I buy the share at fifteen hundred dollars, one share of Tesla. I'd like to make three hundred bucks on that share. Well, with Tesla, they can move 150, 200 high, and then all of a sudden they can lose 150. So you say, I want to buy one share of Tesla at 1,500, and I want to sell it. If it goes higher than 1,800, sell it. I made $300 a share. I got four shares at $1,200. That's a nice day because I'm trying to make about $1,250 a week, $1,215 profit per week on paper doesn't show real money until you settle it. But, so I set it at 1800 If it goes over 18 sell it. If it, I bought it at 15 If it, if it goes to 14 below 100 sell it. Then I'll take my $100 loss times four, because I got four shares, $400. You say, oh, that's a lot of money. But yes, but then the next day, it could be up 200 
Now that's eight. So you lost four, but you gained eight. So now you get a net of four. Anyway, that's how it's going. So anyway, so now here's our uh, uh, COVID-19 stocks for the week. The big winner so far is that's been doing pretty well. Moderna had the one day where they were, I believe Friday, where they were up like 11, 12, 13 points. And I was smart. I sold. Because I knew that come Monday, the people on Friday, just before 4 o'clock, were going to take their profit margins. And then come Monday, that stock was going to be down. And sure enough, what do you think what happened? It was up 13 a share on Friday, and I had like 63 shares. You get what I'm saying? I made a nice little profit. 63 shares, and I made $13 a share. That's nice. That is nice. So I sell it at 3.55 p.m. on Friday. Come Monday, it loses $12, $13 a share. Now, if I would have been sitting there like the old Marty, the rookie Marty, I would have just said, let it ride. And, of course, I would have lost all the gain that I had on Friday by staying in on Monday. I'm starting to understand the smart investors, the day traders. They get in and they get out. Okay, I made, I made $13 a share and I got 63 shares. Sell. That's what they do. That's what I do because I know come Monday, people who made the $13 per share take their profit margins and they sell it. Anyway, so Moderna did well on Friday. I made a little money. I got out on Monday. I didn't buy 10 more shares until today. And we'll see, okay, because Moderna is one of the ones that's fast tracking supposedly by the FDA, okay? Then there is Novavax, N-V-A-X. I've told you about Novavax now since the beginning of the show, been talking about it even when I was on the GLC been telling you about Novavax okay by the way some Chinese guys tried to uh, hack them and get their secrets but they didn't get them at least that's what they said but Novavax is about was about 140 I think before I started the show today and that's up okay uh, it may have been down a little bit today but it's been up I, I saw it reach as high as 144 so Novavax is another one they're up now the other one that I got into I only got 10 shares but BioNTech B-N-T-X, because BioNTech is in bed with Pfizer. And you know about Pfizer. I told you guys about this last week. Well, BioNTech, BioNTech, Beyonce, BioNTech has been making a steady profit, almost $5 a day, $6, $7, $8. I got to check it. The last I checked, it was about up, about maybe six, seven points. Let's see what it is. Because at the end of today, if that sucker is almost up 10 bucks a share, I'm selling before four o'clock because I gotta have a I got a feeling that tomorrow you're gonna have a drop. Because the people who made the 10 bucks a share today gonna sell before four o'clock because tomorrow it may be some losses on Biontech. But right now it's been making a steady five, six dollars a day. So I've been letting it ride. All right, so let's check real quick. All right, here we go. Biontech stock price. Let's see where we are here. Oh, come on. Well, then let's try it this way. I, BNTX stock price. No, nothing. Anyway, but that's how it goes. I'll check one more time. BNTX stock price. Ooh, see, it's up 11.78. It's almost 12 bucks a share. Now, see, a lot of day traders will be selling right now. But... Uh, 
Uh, see what I'm saying, people? It's the ultimate gambling gaming experience. I done made t- almost 12 bucks a share on my 10 shares of BioNTech. BNTX. They're in bed with Pfizer. They're another one that's supposedly fast-tracking to the end, to the FDA approval. But I'm going to sit and wait. <laughs> now, if I wasn't doing the show right now, I'd probably be on sale. But I, I'm here for you people. <laughs> I make the mistakes so you don't have to. So right now, I'm going to wait. But I guarantee you, as soon as I can, I'm going to do a stop loss of of 10 bucks, okay? It's, it's, it's up 11.78. If it gets down to below 10, a share high, I'm out. Because now I didn't make 100 bucks on 10 shares. I, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. That's how stock market trading works, my friend, who uh, showed me the email. He asked me not to say his name because he didn't want people to know that he was uh, calling the show or, or asking about it, okay? But that's how that works. That's basically, it is the ultimate the best way I can put it, the ultimate gambling gaming experience, all right? The other COVID stocks are uh, Johnson & Johnson. And, you know, they, they're, they're the ones I told you last week got $500 billion from, uh, $500 billion, $500 million from the government to help fast track their coronavirus vaccine. And then, of course, uh, AstraZeneca is in there as well. It's not doing so well, but, you know, they're another one of, of a major player that's in there that's trying to get stock or trying to get their uh, vaccine to the market. So that's pretty much how that uh, works. Now, again, you asked me again about picking a good stock. It, it's all about research. It's all about research. It, you, there's no secret that people know that and, and the people that hear always hear about Amazon, Tesla, Google, Apple, those are the ones. Netflix, see, this is huge. And again, we're going to talk about Tesla at the bottom of the hour when my main man Bart Slack comes on because Tesla, something huge is happening tomorrow. At, well, actually, it's 5.30 p.m. today after the stock market closes, okay? Tesla is going to have their earnings report. And we'll get more into that with Bart Slack coming up at 1230 because now I don't know what to do. Now, I bought my four shares today. I bought back four shares because I made 144 a share on Monday. That's nice for four shares. Okay, almost 600 bucks. But now the thing is, and we'll talk about it at 1230, what's going to be happening with the earnings report and what it could mean for you and for me and everybody else. Okay, that's coming up soon on the on the GLT. GLT. <laughs> I still got I still got the GLC on my mind. On the BST. The phone number is right now 440-628-8145 and 440-628-8150. You can call with any questions you have about this. Let me by the way, see I'm one of these guys that when the when you have savings, and I don't know about you, but all I noticed was in my savings account, I make, you know, $3.22 a month. Come on, man. Come on. Get off the mustard and catch up with me. I, I need more than that. I'm going to be 60 next month, God willing, August 17th. I need to start moving. I, I got to start moving the money meter. Okay? Up. So the savings... Don't do it for me. I need my money 
to make money. You understand what I'm saying? Now, one of the things that I, I've tried to mention since I started the first show was some of the uh, apps that you use to save your money. One of the best ones for me is uh, Acorns. Now, if you haven't heard about Acorns, just uh, do a Google search on Acorns Investing. Acorns and uh, my main man, Bart Slack, who's coming up at 1230, told me, asked me about it for his niece, who says she wants to try to start saving some extra money. People, the best way, listen to me now, the best way for me to save money and end up with a nice little nest egg that I can get to whatever I want is to use Acorns. Because what Acorns will do is save your roundup. Now, there's other apps that do it as well, Stash and all these other good ones, but Acorns is the one for me. So basically, I link all of my credit cards, American Express, all my bank cards, ATMs, everything that I buy on, I link it to my Acorns so that every time I spend something, Acorns take the change that's left up to the next dollar and invest it for me. Or save it for me, okay? They do both. But you can get to the money whenever you want without penalties or anything like that. But now, here's the best part. You can save your change up to the next dollar one time, buy three times, I believe five times, and ten times. Well, I do ten times. So in other words, if I buy something for uh, $10 and one cent, they're going to save the 99 cent at one time. But if I save it for 10 times the amount, I pay myself $9.90 or $9.99, whatever it is, okay? Now, that adds up. That adds up because you, like I said, you do everything. Just imagine everything that you do. You buy your, your gas, you buy your food, you buy uh, uh, clothing, Okay, you buy on Amazon and everything. And I use everything with my Business American Express card. So everything that I buy, whatever the change is up to the next dollar, Acorns will save that for you and you can choose to save it one times up to the dollar, three times up to the dollar, five times up to the dollar, 10 times up to the dollar. It is absolutely fantastic. It's called Acorns. And then if you get in a, if you get in a rut like some of us have been in, because of being off work, unemployed, that kind of thing, then you can go to it and save it and get to it and say transfer. And you can transfer that money that you've been saving and it adds up quickly. You'd be surprised how much it adds up. And if you need a couple hundred dollars or whatever, you don't, say, you, you don't even notice that all of a sudden you save $400, $400 and some change in one month because of everything you do going to the grocery store, going to McDonald's, a Burger King, going out to dinner, everything that's linked into every credit card that you link into Alcorns, it will save the change. And if you choose to save it one times, three times the change, five times the change, 10 times the change, it is fantastic. And that's what I like about it. Let me tell you about Goldberry Roasting Company Coffee before I uh, get to part slack, our financial analyst, with some potential news coming up from Tesla. They have now a science that says you should try coffee naps to be super productive. Now, the, a coffee nap is the act of taking a nap right after drinking a cup of coffee. 
it'll lead to a more energetic you. Now, there's something called adenosine. Basically, it's a substance that builds up in your brain while you're awake. Once it surpasses a certain threshold, you become drowsy. And that feeling will get progressively more intense until you feel absolutely obligated to rest your head on your keyboard and fall asleep. Well, coffee is effective at keeping drowsiness at bay because it's able to combat the effects of adenosine. Now, do you need more reason to get some Goldberry Roasting Company coffee? It's already delicious. I always tell you about that. I got some Kenya AA right now sitting in the coffee pot just waiting Okay, I had some this morning because we didn't play pickleball. Now, if we played pickleball, I wouldn't have had none because it's kind of a diuretic, and I don't want to go in there porta potty. Uh, Carl, Carl the demoralizer had the same emotion uh, reaction last week. We're sitting there uh, between games, and he goes, "Man, I gotta, I gotta take a pee, but I don't want to go in the porta potty." I go, "I know. I thought it was me that gets skeeved out going into those things." He goes, "Man, but I really gotta go," and he goes to do the one. The last thing you want is to do a number two. But I digress. Goldberry Roasting Company coffee. Goldberryroasting.com. Goldberryroasting.com. It is the absolute best coffee I've ever had in my life. And I was never a big coffee drinker. So my man Pete Cooper over at Goldberry Roasting Company got me involved because he asked back when I was doing the GLC, said, I want to be involved with the show. I'd like to sponsor you. And that's former intern, former career intern of the Trevor Solo Show, Pete Cooper, with Goldberry Coffee. Goldberry Roasted Company, you got a big meeting coming up? You've been trying to land this pain in the rear end client for the longest time, and he ain't signing, or she ain't signing. Slap some Goldberry Roasted Company coffee on him. Don't forget, 10% off your order if you enter the code Goldberry, B-S-T. Goldberry, B-S-T. T. All right, coming up in a minute, Bart Slack will be calling me anytime now. I'm a one-man show now. I used to have a screener, but I, I'm the screener now. So, Bart, let me check on my t- Tesla stock price. Okay, it's up 20 bucks. 20 bucks a share. All right, I'd like to get it up to about 50 bucks a share. That'd be nice. But I think I'm a hold, and I'll tell you why in a minute when Bart Slack calls. Hold on, this may be Bart now. Is this my financialist guru, Bart Slack? Yes, indeed. All right. Uh, thank you, Bart, for joining us. I had, had a great setup for you just now. So this is a huge thing coming up today for people as who ask about the stock market. They have earnings reports, and they do this quarterly four times a year. Now, they purposely do it after a trading day because the last thing they want to do is do it in the middle of the day, and people start selling their stocks off like crazy if they didn't earn what they were supp- potentially supposed to earn. Or the right. same thing. So now today is Tesla's earnings report coming up at 5.30 in the East after the market closes. Yeah. And, Bart, kind of tell them what you, uh, the couple of things that you've heard they may be saying in the stock market, whether it's uh, good or bad. On Tesla? Yes, sir. Um, well, we touched on this a bit last week, I know. Um, there, There's talk of this... Um, I don't know if they're going to make it during the, the earnings announcement, uh, that they're going to announce this announcement plan for September, that they're supposedly going to announce that the Tesla is coming out with a, a million-mile battery. Um, that's That would dramatically change 
this whole uh, notion of electric cars because I believe the um, currently an electric an electric car battery runs about 250 miles before you have to recharge it. That would be a big difference. Oh yeah. Uh, so that would uh, you know you would actually you would, conceivably you wouldn't have to recharge this battery, which would just change the whole landscape of electric uh, motor vehicles. You know. Yeah. Um, now, that, be- that, before you continue, real quick, I want to uh, say to the people before I set up, before you talk about the S&P, the people, there's something called a GAAP, G-A-A-P. It's a generally accepted accounting principles. And if you get four in a row, meaning four quarters within a year, you get four quarters in the GAAP, then you automatically supposedly get included or invited to go into the S&P and that's supposedly the big deal for today some people the and and I'm going to ask you about bulls and bears before we get out of here today with you but supposedly the bulls say they think that they're going to say that they got it but then there's people that say that they're going to just they're going to say that they just missed it you mean inclusions in the S&P yes it's something called a yeah. gap they have to have four straight quarters of gap Generally accepted accounting principles. Now, I've never heard of this before until today, but I was doing my research and I wanted to be firm in what I was talking about, you know. Well, I think inclusion in the S&P is a lot more than that. Oh, it is. See, that's why you got to educate a brother from the hood. Go ahead. I mean, generally accepted accounting principles. I mean, uh, (laughs) uh, you know, when we were the company we worked together in um, uh, at the radio station, we were audited. Uh, every year uh, by an uh, independent CPA firm uh, because we had bank debt. Um, they wanted to see audited financials, and your audited financials had to comply with GAAP, with generally accepted accounting principles. That's kind of a standard that um, that companies follow. So uh, our our little radio station company complied with GAAP every, every, every year that I was there and every year that you were there. We were in compliance with GAP, but they we were never invited into the S and P 500, brother. Um, you know, so there's more there's more to in, inviting you into the S and P 500, uh, or I don't know if it's an invitation or it's just an actual just a declaration that you're going into the S and P 500. So it's more than just GAP. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't know if that's going to come in today's announcement with yeah. Tesla uh, or not, but that would be. Uh, a big driver of of the stock price going up because a lot of mutual funds that you know that mirror the S and P five hundred have to buy all the stocks that are in the S and P five hundred. So if Tesla is added to the uh, S and P five hundred, and another company is by definition has to be eliminated from the S and P five hundred, uh, a lot of people would start buying Tesla and selling the other company that's eliminated from the S&P 500. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of autom- – if, if, if Tesla is added to the S&P, there's going to be a lot of automatic buying in Tesla, uh, I would think, starting tomorrow if they, if they announce it. Or actually, it may, be, it's, it may be part of the run-up now that a lot of people are thinking that in today's earnings announcement, Tesla is going to be added to the S&P 500, so they want to get in early. 
before all the frenzy buying starts. That, that, uh, that's you know. me. That, I, I'm a, yeah. And I really think I'm going to hold my shares at the, at the very least until tomorrow uh, with, in the opening and just kind of see how it goes. And, you know, listen, I don't. You got, you got to stop in there? Uh, yes, but yeah, because we, if they miss if they miss their number if they, if they don't if they don't earn what people may be uh, whispering that they may earn or or uh, if their loss is worse than they thought I mean I think that thing's going to get dumped tomorrow. Yes, uh, absolutely. So that's why I'm going to wait. Now I know I've made a nice chunk of change with Tesla so far with just a few shares, but as of right now I'm going to hold and I'm going to. I'm going to make the decision. I'm going to put a stop for sure, but I think I'm going to hold on to the stock until tomorrow. Now, I got I had one good one. I had one bad one. I had CGC, which I told people about a few weeks ago when they finally said that they couldn't sell in the United States and and uh, and uh, think that they had still lost the money. And my dumb ass bought another 50 shares over the 365 shares I had at 21.7. Yeah. And then I lost like $4 a share the next day because the earnings report came out. It wasn't favorable. Then that was my bad investment. And then I told you about Netflix. I had me about uh, seven shares of Netflix and they had the earnings report coming out last week. But then I found out on Wednesday that one of these analysts downgraded their stock. And so I got out and I didn't, I got out and took my profits. I did not stay in. I did not buy more shares. And sure enough, they came out. They were about 550 at the time. And now, last I checked, they were like 497 and dropping. And, and so I made a good choice by doing that. Tesla is the one I still feel barred. It's my Seattle slew. It's made me upwards of two grand just on a few stocks. So I want to hold it just in case. And if tomorrow I'll have a stop loss, if it goes below the stop loss, I'll sell it. And then I'll jump back yeah. in after the, after the poo-poo gets out of the way on this. Real quick, tell me about. I mean, uh, I don't know how much. What's your? What did you buy Tesla at? What, at what price? I bought it at I want to say fifteen eighty five. So uh-huh. I think I bought it fifteen eighty five. I bought four. Or was it? It was right around sixteen. I think because when the market opened, it was already up thirty three. Okay. And I uh-huh. and I said, okay, I'm jumping in. I'm jumping in the pool. The water's nice. So I put my toe in, and I said, oh, okay. I put everything else in. So I bought four shares right around sixteen a share. So that's where I am. And I got a and I got a stop loss at about uh, I think fifteen twenty five or something like that. All right, that, that that's pretty good. It's at fifteen eighty five now. Yes. Uh, yes. And I, I don't know. You know, this is the kind of stock. I mean, there's so much emotion. Yeah. Uh, in the, in that price, there's not a lot of analysis in that price uh and and when uh, a stock that's bid up by emotion like that it can go it can go dramatically one way or another uh when their earnings come out i mean if they miss their number that thing is going to drop because so so many people are going to want to get out yeah and conversely if they make a profit you know they're they're projected to lose i don't know like a buck a share or something like that um, for this quarter, I can handle but, that. Uh, <laughs> if, if if they come in, uh, first of all, you should know that if um, if they make a profit this this quarter, uh, Elon Musk is going to make 
a two billion dollar bonus. I know if they if they make a profit this quarter. I mean, it's, and I was doing some homework on this stock because I mean I know you had some success in it, and I started watching. It's just so it's it's listen the the market cap of Tesla right now is higher than Toyota. General Motors, Ford, and Honda combined. Yeah, that's it's what a, I heard. It's amazing. And here, Tesla. You know how many? You know how many cars Tesla will sell this upcoming year? They're projected to sell five hundred thousand cars. Yeah. You know how many cars Toyota <laughs> will sell in the upcoming year? How many? Ten million. <laughs> Ten million. And, and and Tesla is valued at considerably higher than than Toyota. I mean, Tesla is losing money. Toyota's going to make $20 billion next quarter. Wow. I mean, just, I mean, doesn't that sound like something's wrong? I mean, something is amiss here. <laughs> I know. And it's all, it's all emotion. It's all, it's all emotion. I know. And, I, and I've been loving it. I think they, I, I was, I was researching they're up like 268% from year to date, yeah. you know, as Tesla. Yeah. And again, I don't care. Why it's happening? You're a day trader. You're a m- momentum player. There you go. So, All right, yeah. Real quick. All right. So I don't think uh, last week, if I'm not mistaken, we didn't talk about stocks by the slice yet, did we? No. Okay, we didn't. All right. Let's get into it because we only got about five, six minutes. So for people who always say Amazon costs too much, Tesla right. costs too much, right. Google talks uh, costs too much, you and I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago. And you start talking about this uh, stocks by the slice, and I got very excited. Just briefly tell the audience about what stocks by the slice is. Well, as you mentioned, some some stocks are so high per share that it it's the retail the the regular retail investor like you and I, uh, you know, it's it's too high. We can't buy a, a good amount of shares at that price. So. Uh, Oh, did I lose you? Know, oh, there you go. Trading uh, platforms like Fidelity, uh, TD Ameritrade, Schwab, they developed this thing called Stocks by the Slice, where you can you can go into your uh, your website, into your account, and say, you know, Tesla's at what fifteen hundred bucks. I can't afford one share of Tesla, mm-hmm. but I can I can afford uh, five hundred dollars worth of Tesla. So in your in your account, you can go in there and say, "I want to buy five hundred dollars worth of Tesla." So what you'll get is basically one third of one share of Tesla, and that now would enable the people that have smaller uh, amounts of money available to buy some of these stocks that are really outrageously priced, and so very highly priced. And so, if it's a hundred dollars a share, so if Tesla, is, if you bought it, if it was fifteen hundred dollars a share to buy one share of Tesla, and Tesla made a hundred dollars that day, but you bought you bought five hundred bucks of the share, you'd make about thirty three and a third dollars yeah. of profit yes. on that day. Yes. Well, that's not yes. bad. Yes. That's Correct. not bad, which is something I think I'm going to do. Now, right now, I've been biting a bullet and buying the one share of Amazon because I saw, you know, I have built up enough capital where I saw that, for the most part, Amazon and Tesla has been making me money. So I try to buy full shares. But if there's some shares like, uh, you know, uh, uh, what do you what do you call it? Hathaway, Berkshire or whatever they want. Berkshire like, Hathaway, yeah. Yeah, 260000 a share. <laughs> yeah. I could maybe buy one, one, one five hundredth of a share. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, that's what's, um, what's, what's interesting about this whole new concept. It, uh, 
it gets you know the small investor uh, more active and more uh, involved in in acquiring pieces of a stock of of a highly uh, valued company or or whose so stock price is so highly valued that they normally couldn't buy a share. You know well, now they can buy a piece of a share. See that people everybody now you can afford. To buy a piece of your favorite stock. If you've always wanted to own some Amazon, you can buy a piece of Amazon. You don't have to buy the whole share. You can go ahead and say, hey, I got five bucks or I got a thousand bucks I can spend on Amazon. And yeah. you and then they would calculate it to how much you make. So if Amazon made two hundred, you'd still make a nice little chunk of change yeah. on your one thousand dollars. So it's kind of a new thing that I like. And uh, you know, at some point, depending on who I want to buy. I may go ahead and buy stocks by the slice, you know. Yeah. I'm talking to uh, financial analyst Bart Slack. Last one, Bart, before we let you go. This has been a, a thorn in my side. And I want to understand because there's IPOs coming up, uh, uh, supposedly for different things. What bothers me, Bart, is please explain to me in the audience why. If it's supposed to be a initial public offering, an IPO, why is it that it's not a level playing field. Why is it why is it fair to have a non playing field for brokerage firms like Schwab and JP Morgan and all these other ones, big brokerage firms, to get the IPO at the initial offering price where the average Joe public like me can't get it for until it's already done earned 20, 30 bucks a share? Why is that allowed to happen you can't have a horse that everybody believe is the favorite and they say well bob baffert and all the other rich guys can buy that horse and pay what they want because that horse is probably going to win but you the joe public schmuck you can buy all these other crippled ass horses that you know ain't gonna win why do they get to have the upper hand on the average person please tell me well let's say uh, big daddy productions was going public Will that and help maybe, me get the initial IPO? I will. <laughs> so, so, so you, you know, and, and you're going to your uh, bank. It says, you know, I need to raise twenty million dollars uh, to go public, and the bank says, "Okay, Marty, um, we can do that for you. We have a big player out there called Fidelity Investments." Okay, they're looking. They they have confidence in your company. Now we can go at this. A couple of different ways. We can go to Fidelity and get them to buy your $20 million worth right away. Or we can go to a million different little people out there and try and get 20 bucks from them. Okay. <laughs> now, which would Marty Allen rather do? <laughs> okay. You're looking to raise money through initial public offering. Right. You got a big player like Fidelity says, yeah, or, or your, your bank says, yeah, I know somebody at Fidelity. They, they have confidence in your company. I think we can place our IPO with Fidelity, and they'll buy $20 million of your stock, and your, your IPO is closed out and done. Okay. Or do we want to go <laughs> to a million people like Bart Slack or Marty Allen or Dominic or, and see if we can get them to pay 20 bucks a share for Marty Allen uh, Productions? Got you. Gotcha. That would take how long do you think it would take to raise twenty million dollars <laughs> chasing a million little people like us? 
Now do you know the answer to your question? Yes, now sir. You know, you, yes. you know why it's so hard for us to get in on these things? Yes, okay. Because the big players are waiting there, and the companies that need to raise this money through an IPO are like, okay, give it to the big companies. I ain't fucking around with Marty Allen. <laughs> Am I allowed to say this in this? Yes. Am I allowed to say, huh? Yes. Hey, Rogue no. Radio Network, baby. No rules, okay. no restrictions. So okay. that that is the most perfect example of why it happens. I guess I understand. If I'm yeah, coming so, from a company standpoint, yes. they'd rather sell me this 20 million shares of my stock to somebody who's ready to take 20 yeah. million shares. Otherwise, they, they wait no people, the average person who's unemployed, sitting at home, crying about it. Trading on their day, day trading on their little accounts. <laughs> they are gonna, you, know, you know what I mean? Yes. Right? That's kind of an exaggerated example, but that's kind of it in a nutshell, really. Okay, okay. I guess I understand <laughs> But they, they shouldn't call it an initial public offering because it don't go initially to the public. It goes to the big dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Bart Slack, our financial analyst. I love you, man. Thank you. I will okay. not pitch anymore because now I understand exactly what you said. Thank you, my friend. We'll talk right. to you next week, okay? Thanks. All right. Talk to you then. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Here's our stock market update for the week. We had two big winners this week so far. Amazon on Tesla, which I told you about on Monday. Amazon was up almost 200 bucks. I sold, took my profit. Tesla was up about 144. I sold at 90, okay? Because I wanted to make my, I wanted to make a profit. So I sold at 90, four shares, I made 90 bucks a share, but it went to 144 bucks a share if I would have stayed in, but that's what it's like to be in the stock market, okay? To go high or to go low. All right, so that's Amazon and, of course, Tesla. I just told you about the big earnings report coming up at 5.30 East today after the stock market closes. We'll see what they have to say. Now, my attractive stock of the week. The attractive stock of the week is the fintech giant Alibaba. Okay? Alibaba is used to be Alipay. Okay? Alibaba and WePay which was uh, which is under the company Tencent. This is all a big conglomerate with Shanghai and Hong Kong. They're all of the group called the Ant Group, A-N-T, the Ant Group. There, there's an evaluation of $150 billion. And guess what? They got an IPO coming out, okay? They're gonna, they, don't, they haven't said when or what it's going to be, but I guarantee you it ain't going to be $11 a share. It ain't going to be $20 a share. It's probably going to be a lot. If their valuation is $150 billion, and I think they're trying to raise like $20 billion, okay? So that is your attractive stock of the week. Now, we've got the uh, interesting stock of the week, SoftBank, S-F-T-B-Y. By the way, Alibaba, which I bought 10 shares today, it's down, but that's okay. I just figure in the long run, it's China, okay? It's, it's, a, it's a mobile wallet. And it's wildly popular in the Asian community, okay? In China, Hong Kong, Shanghai. You use this instead of cash. Alibaba and WePay, okay? WeChat Pay, basically, is what the two are, okay? So they got an IP coming up. Stay, I will keep on top of this for you, I promise. Now, my interesting stock of the week is SoftBank, S-F-T-B-Y. It's an, they're coming out with an IPO. 
for ARM Holdings. Now you say to yourself, who is StockBank? Uh, SoftBank? SoftBank supposedly makes 90% of the chips that go into smartphones. Oh yeah, really? Get out to mustard and catch up with me. SoftBank, that's another one I want to stay involved with and watch. SoftBank and Alibaba. And which is the Ant Group. Used to be called the Ant Financial. Now it's the Ant Group. Tencent, Alibaba, WePay, all of those. So stay tuned for that. And of course, my clunkers of the week is Netflix. I didn't buy yet last week before the Thursday or late Wednesday announcement of the earnings report. I did not buy Netflix and I saved myself probably about $60 a share and I wanted to have about 10, 12 shares. That and of course CGC. I did CGC get up to about 17.88 the other day. I dropped him about 16.51 after holding over 365 shares. I said enough is enough. <laughs> so I got rid of CGC. When they get their crap together, that's when I'll start buying more CGC. I got enough time. But right now I need to make the money meter move. And my money meter moves with Amazon and Tesla and BioNTech and Moderna and Invax, all the biotech companies, Pfizer, uh, Catalent, which of course is still on track to produce all of the supplies. If Moderna gets FDA approval, then then, uh, Catalent will be the mass producer of these coronavirus vaccines. That's your update stocks for the week. All right, so I haven't talked about it yet, but again, I've kind of uh, let all my pot stocks go by the wayside, okay? I was in there with CGC at first. I lost my shirt with Medman, M-M-N-F-F. I bought it at like $4.53. It went up to $7, and then now it's like about $0.20 cents a share. But the good news is, is that if you have a lot, see, I always, that's another reason why the person who asked me at the top of the show when I talked about it, I got the email, I talked about basic stock trading. That is what's good about stock trading. For me, what I like is the fact that I can invest $500 in a company and that company could lose 150 bucks. Well, guess what? I still got 350. It's not like I go to the lottery and I put down money on a certain number. If that number don't come up, I lose all that money. Well, in the stock market, at least I can put 500 on it. If a stock costs 500, I pay 500. And next thing you know, something crazy happens and it loses 100 bucks. Well, first of all, I'm going to probably set a stop loss to 1450, 1425. I don't mind losing a little. If I see that there's, excuse me, some light at the end of the tunnel. But that's the best part about stock trading. You can buy a stock. You can set a stop loss. But this, anyway, so I I gave up on pot stock for a while. All right. I started uh, concentrating on biotech stock uh, companies that because I want to support companies that are trying to come up with a coronavirus vaccine. We've lost way too many people in this country. The comfort company. The country is suffering right now. 
Okay, a lot of people unemployment. They got the uh, the Republicans got the uh, stimulus bill supposedly coming out by the end of the week. That's going to talk about what the next round of stimulus checks will be for Americans. What's the cutoff? They were talking about maybe forty thousand people who made forty thousand or under, but the Democrats are supposedly frowning on that. So it could be if you make between forty and seventy five thousand, it could be less than whatever the amount they're going to give out this time. Of course, Donald Trump wants it to be higher than twelve hundred this time democrats want 1200 that was in their heroes act about six weeks ago two months ago whatever it was republicans pretty much just ignored it and now the republicans who hold who hold the majority in the senate are coming out with their own package now stimulus package that is supposed to a talk about how much the next stimulus check will be for round two who will be able to get full whatever the amount they come up with what's going to be the cutoff in earnings then there's the other big one is the unemployment. You, the government is popping over an extra is is forking over an extra 600 on top of what your individual states are giving you for unemployment. So it's been nice. But the problem was the Republicans are like, you know what? People are staying at home because they're getting paid more on unemployment. You get your state money and you get that extra 600. But that ends July 31st. So there's a lot of speculation that they will extend because I don't think that, I don't know if they're going to pass this thing by October by August first, which means that people like us on unemployment will not get that extra six hundred. They're talking about reducing it to between two hundred and four hundred because they don't want people saying, "I don't want to go back to work. This is nice." Okay, I'm not one of those people. I like my job, but. There is no work for me. If the Cavaliers play a game, I play. The Cavaliers don't play a game, I don't play. Okay, I don't work. So, therefore, that's why I'm unemployed, and there's all the teams, the NBA teams that's gone to Orlando in the bubble. And I'm hearing that they just had a test the other day. Out of 346 players in the bubble, they had no one confirmed for the positive test of coronavirus, COVID-19. And that is huge for people like me because if this thing in the bubble goes well, then that's going to sit well for me. And they'll say, okay, this can work. And then now I go back to work uh, mid-November when pregame start again. I think that the uh, next season is supposed to start around December 1st. So anyway, here's my one pot, pot stock dilemma. High times. If you remember high times, okay, I got high when I was young, okay, in my 20s or whatever it was, all right? And I remember High Times Magazine even back then. Well, High Times has been coming out with an IPO for like a year and a half now, okay? And they are doing what I was bitching to Bart Slack, the financial analyst, about. They were not going through that direction. They were, they've been offering their initial public offering, their IPO, to the general public, you and me, Joe Public, okay? You can go to their website, you can, and you got to buy them in, uh, I think they're, uh, 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 you, you can buy 1,100 shares, $11 a share, basically, okay? So you can buy 50 shares, you can buy 100 shares. I was going to buy 100 shares. But the problem is, here, there's two problems. Number one, they were bombarding me every day with email blasts. You know, get in now. It's good, you know. And then other people warned me, yeah, but they can make an initial public offering to you, Joe Public, at $11 a share. But then when it's finally released, people could be only buying it or not buying it, and it could drop to $5.50 a share. So automatically, you lose half your money. So you have to be careful. So I've been careful. And I hate to say this, people, okay? Please. <laughs> 
for whatever reason, I was in on a couple of Zoom, Zoom conference calls for High Times. Okay, they used to be High Times the magazine. Well, now they've bought like 13 uh, uh, pot stores in California. They bought some in a couple, a couple of other states, but they're also doing delivery like Uber Eats. Okay, they're going to deliver your pot to your house. Now, that could be good. That could be bad. Because you go into Crenshaw, you're Compton with some pot. You're a white, nerdy guy. You go into Compton, you're going to get hurt. So that could be good and that could be bad. But my problem is this. No disrespect to the guy. I think his last name is Levine. Not Adam Levine. I think he's a singer. But there's, I think the guy's name is Levine. And for whatever reason, when I was on these Zoom conference calls and I'm looking at the guy, I don't know about you, but I, 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 I get a feeling about a person when you look at him. When I look at Rick the Ruler, Carl DeMorelli, Pizza Bob, all the guys I play with at the, at the uh, Pizza Bob's Dirty Dozen Pickleball, they're all good guys, good upstanding guys. And I've always been a law enforcement uh, supporter as well as a first responder uh, supporter. But anyway, I look at this guy and he just looks shady to me. I'm not saying he is. Don't sue me, okay? But on these conference calls, the, the main guy, the main owner, just looks a little shady to me. And I haven't pulled the trigger. There's about five times in the last four months that I was going to pull the trigger on the High Times IPO and buy 100 shares at $11 a share, $1,100 investment. I said, ooh, High Times, you know, they're known, I've known them since I was in my 20s. You know, I think people are going to buy this year, but I'm not sure they're going to buy it at $11 a share. And I was a little put off by all the email blasts that the High Times were sending me every day. Get in now. It's going to, it's coming soon. And the IPO still isn't out yet. Now, supposedly they don't want to come in when the, when the market's uh, uh, not doing well because then their stock won't start selling at $11 a share. So I just said to myself, so again, I talked to my financialist, Bart Slack, and he says, well, you better wait. You know, wait, let them come out because they'll get, you'll get the initial push maybe when the stock comes out and then all of a sudden those people will make their money. Then all of a sudden they'll sell their shares, make their profit margins. It may drop back to 11 or even lower. And then you can buy your shares from there. You got to kind of test the waters and get out the mustard and catch up with me and see how they're doing on their initial public offering. Don't jump in. Don't get baited and jump in right away. So you got that. Plus, the, the guy just looks a little shady to me. I don't know what it is. I, I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying it, perception for, for me is everything. And the perception for me is that the guy just looks a little bit of shady. And that's what's bothering me. All right, when we come up next week, there's so many more to talk about. I, I didn't even get into the bull and the bear market. I've tried a couple weeks now to do that with Bart Slack, but the time just goes so freaking fast. And the last I checked, my Biontech was up over 13. Let's see real quick. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. BNTX stock price. Oh, see? Down 10.23. See how much I love you people? I could have sold it at almost over 12, and now it's down to 10.23. You know why? Because people taking their profit margins. 
they're saying that's the highest in their mind that that stock is going to get today. And now the people are taking their profit margins. So now it's down to 10.23. And there it is. It's dropping now. 10.19. So that means I got to get the hell out of here and sell my Biontech. <laughs> I love you guys. I'll see you next week on Big Daddy Stock Tips from the Hood, the BST. Of course, don't forget if you like the audio podcast, you can go to Google. You can go to iHeart. You can go to uh, uh, Google Play and and get it well, okay? Get it there. Apple Podcasts, LinkedIn, Spotify. Big Daddy is everywhere. Don't forget, Podcasting Dangerous with Gary Lee over at the Savage MMG Network every Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. Savage MMG Network, my man Bishop Savage, they have a lot of stuff going on over there. Just search on Facebook, Podcasting Dangerous, or Savage MMG Network, and check them out. They're fantastic. Don't forget Joe Alvello, Southern Exposure, my Southern Exposure, every Sunday from 645 to 845. Remember Carlita with her sexy tush? She's on Joe's show now every week, so you can get on there. Which is, She's always got good stories about herbs and all this kind of stuff. So don't forget my Southern Exposure, Joe Alvello, Gary Lee, Savage MMG Network. I think I pro- promoted everybody. The audio podcast, the video podcast, Rogue Radio Network. No rules, no restrictions. I love you guys. I'll see you next week on Big Daddy Stock Tips from the Hood. BST. Come on, Biotech. Come on, Buskey. Come on, Tesla. Let's make the money.